we are experiencing a national moment of change. For some, it has been a singular sustained cry called out for generations and over centuries. For others, it is the first ring of a bell long unheard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whatever your experience is, it's a time to stand up against racial injustice. We here at the Out of Practice Podcast pledge to stand up and support equality and justice. Please join us in raising our voices to support reforming our policing and judicial system. Participate in a peaceful protest. Support an organization committed to fighting for equality. Speak up and speak out. But most importantly, vote. Not only in the big national races, but in your local elections and primaries. Your voice matters and your vote counts. Black Lives Matter. Back in high school, each Sunday night, I'd watch the practice with none of my friends. I'd turn the dial to Streamline. ABC to see the creep of the week <laughs> that Bobby Donald defends. But I'm out of practice. With your host, Keith Barney. Oh, and, and me. I'm, I'm in this. <laughs> Way back in high school. <laughs> I thought something else went wrong, and I was going to <laughs> kill someone. UVC, so I missed the practice. There was no TiVo. What could I do? Wait 15 years, get fat, then stream it on Hulu. Streamlining myself into an aneurysm. Welcome to hour two of the podcast. Seriously. <laughs> and welcome to the Out of Practice podcast. We are a weekly podcast detailing David E. Kelly's award-winning series, The Practice. This week is season four, episode 13, Hammerhead Sharks. This is Oops episode 74, and oh my goodness, did we just go to war with our tech this morning. Yeah, well, it's the same thing every week. We just are always shocked by our own ineptitude, so... Well, it is definitely a big piece of our ineptitude, but also we have a complicated enough system that I feel like we're launching a NASA shuttle every time we boot this up. For no reason. It's, There's absolutely no dividends no, being paid. For but. no reason whatsoever, but we're doing it anyway. And I can't wait because next week we're going to be adding even more ridiculous, complicated tech uh, when we finally add a decent camera on my end so that you'll be able to see my chubby, sunburned self just a little bit better. You're welcome, America. Oh, it's been hot out there, folks. But we get to jump back to wintertime this week, uh, back to uh, February 6th. So I'm excited to escape the sweat that is pouring from every orifice because I've turned off the air conditioning so that you can have the quality you've come to expect from the Out of Practice oh, podcast. You know, that's so interesting. There was a long discussion on this week's Star Trek The Next Conversation, our progenitor of sorts, uh, about whether or not they should have the air conditioning on in the background in their room. And the audience consensus. Now, 
let's just say their audience is a it's a different size than our audience. True. Um, I'm not going to say which one's bigger, but they're very, very different. Uh, let's just say we trust their there. polls more due to sample size. They, yes, I not to give it away, but they have a larger sample size. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, everybody has a larger sample size than me in every possible way. Dating life, audience, whatever. All right. Uh, but anyway, the consensus was definitely leave the air conditioning on. I think uh, because you probably you run a gate anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've never heard it. So I think you can be comfortable. This life is uncomfortable enough. This podcast is hard enough. You shouldn't have to suffer. Oh, I suffer w from second one till the end. So why not suffer <laughs> some more, I say. Well, yeah, cue the uh, the complaining emails we get from our audience, <laughs> yeah, which we never do because our audience is amazing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're recording this today on the 4th of July. Oh, happy 4th of July. Correct. Yes. Welcome. Happy. Go Yay, happy. We still have a we still have a country a little bit. <laughs> we're we're trying desperately to hold on to what we can with our cold, dead hands. But uh but yeah, I was uh, was out for a run this morning, so uh, saw way more people than I normally do, but avoided them like the plague as always. So if I'm if I'm bad today, and I think the chances of my being bad this episode are pretty high. Uh, not only am I low cal Keith, who like ran in the heat, I battled tech for an hour, and I haven't eaten a lot, so this is going to be real bad, guys, real bad. But. Uh, we're saving our worst for uh, the big part two of the practice post-Super Bowl arc. There was a moment two nights ago, Jen had fallen asleep. I didn't want to watch any of the shows we're currently watching without her because mm -hmm. I'm a good husband. And I contemplated breaking all the rules and watching Whoa. part two. But no, I chose not to do that. I that went down be, a YouTube rabbit hole, but anyway. It would have been wrong. Because, yes. yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because I have... Objection! An objection with that idea. Because that's what I was trying to get you to do at the beginning of the series. True. And you just didn't, so we changed the rules for you because you <laughs> refused to do your homework. But, Keith... Changing rules yeah. has been okayed by our audience. Forget T TNGs. We got our own audience has given us their own feedback about the rules, and that can be heard in this week's. Oh, oh, are, are you are you setting up something? Are you we, ready to to move on? We call we were this a segui. Doing this an hour and a this half is ago. What I like to call a segui. <laughs> oh, the segui. All right, here is. We're going to be a little loopy today. Mm -hmm. I've been 4th of Julying early. Well, last week, we gave Lucy Hatcher the Most Valuable Lawyer Oopsie Award for uh, Season 4, Episode 12, New Evidence, which is Part 1 that we're going to see Part 2 of today. And boy, we got a lot of comments. First off, Phoenix wrote in saying, Lucy's first MVL. I'm with it. Having minored in philosophy, I will always take the side of solid reasoning over arbitrary rules. 
And I knew that Phoenix was going to be on board with this. But we also, uh, we had our, our statistical research team, i.e. in the form of Jorge Novoa, wrote us on Instagram and said, in an effort to help make this the better podcast, I just did my research. And not only was Rebecca D. Cricket given a Best Lawyer Award when she was still a paralegal, Season 2, Episode 14, the case involving the girl with Tourette's, Keith championed that everyone has the potential to be a lawyer in their heart. Sniff, that's beautiful. It is beautiful, So we were wondering if we'd ever done it. And thanks to Jorge, we know we did. Because Lord knows I didn't remember. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? Just, Keith, I'm giving you a close-up here. Just look at Keith Varney. This is a man, he doesn't like to show it, but he has a heart. And he wants everybody Mm. to fulfill their potential and really strive to be the best they can be. Because Mm. Keith wants us all to enjoy this better podcast with humble Keith. don't make it the better podcast. Make it the better you. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. The more you know. (laughs) This whole podcast is like an anti-PSA. This is like what you shouldn't do. Like what we're saying, what we're talking about, the fact that we're doing it at all. Just basically don't do any of this. Uh, But I will point out that you started the hashtag Keith was right on Instagram. So... Uh, please hashtag Keith was right on anything. I will be I so did. excited I because did, I, I can I can it. admit when I'm wrong. I've learned through therapy that I'm able to admit when I'm wrong, and I wanted to just give the best lawyer to Lindsay because she was the main character, and that's just that's we're not going to live by those rules anymore, Keith. We pledged to be better. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going we're gonna to start be doing best. live episodes, even though you hate that. We're going to have guests. We're going to do what? We're going to break no. all the rules. No, we're not. We're not going to do any oh. of those things. Hmm. That sounds a little hypocritical. You got me but okay. to put my face on camera. That's true. That was hard enough already. I have to shave now. I know. Isn't the I country going through this enough? this podcast today. Anybody else? Guns. Yeah. Well, also, you might point out that I have new glasses today if you're watching on the YouTubes. Yeah, Keith was uh, so right this past weekend. He lost his glasses in the ocean. I sure did. I donated them to a to a dolphin who's nearsighted, to a nearsighted dolphin. I think that was my idea. Uh, yeah, you and Jen came down, and we uh, we spent a day on the beach, had an amazing time, uh, but did donate my glasses. And it was one of those things where I was so excited because we got boogie boards. I was so excited, I couldn't contain myself. And I like ran to the water like the 10-year-old that I am. And I got a little bit into the water. And then I turned around like, oh shit, my glasses. And I was, I got to the oh shit my when I got crushed by a yep. wave and sent everything flying everywhere. Uh, got the boogie board glasses. Uh, hopefully that nearsighted dolphin will enjoy the glasses. Anyway, back to filing and subpoenas. What you laughing at? uh lauren is square wrote us and said uh loved marla sokolov in the show of course we do too uh certainly glad um we're connecting with a lot of marla sokolov fans Mm -hmm. on uh on instagram she's very active there which is great uh also we heard from our good friend and founding sponsor i should also point out that jorge is a founding sponsor uh but our founding sponsor cloud lover 
who writes, excited to see my sponsorship money being put to good use. Keep it up, Mike. Now, yeah, because you look so fancy. But also, I'd like to, I believe this is vindication. I, I feel personally vindicated by this. He says, also, I watch the sports ball segment in full every time. Hashtag Keith was wrong. He said everybody fast forwarded through it. Uh, that's true, but hashtag Keith was right. The sports ball segment is awesome. And sure. that's from the number one fan of the the weather segment, which I I didn't know that you could be both. See, you can coexist, Keith. We are uniting the country one stupid segment at a time. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, and lastly, uh, Phoenix wrote again, and he said, hey, since you guys have all this time to make YouTube videos and watch Quantum Leap without me, mm. why not just accelerate your release schedule so we can all get to Quantum Leap sooner? And you said, all right, let's say this. I'll agree to accelerate my nagging of Keith to fast track the not yet named potential Quantum Leap, Leap podcast. And Phoenix replied, good. And Mike, stop. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Puberty. Uh, stop watching Quantum Leap. I'm waiting to rewatch it until you guys start the podcast. And if I have to wait, then so should you. Besides, Fair. if you watch it now, you won't be able to rewatch it in a couple of years, which will kill the podcast. So you have been challenged, sir. Well, do we have anything to announce officially or unofficially, Keith? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I think do. I think we're leaning Wait, towards we? maybe not waiting a few years for that podcast, Phoenix. Nothing promised yet, but we this might. This is news to me. Is it? Oh yeah, you were, yeah. I, you didn't know I was being serious. Yeah, we might. We might. We'll see. <laughs> you know what? Let's. I don't want to make any promises. I don't want to write any checks just yet. Oh my god! It took us. I will say this though, Phoenix, to load this today. We there are yeah, other there are other absolutely. I am sure that they are better. Quantum Leap podcasts already available. Many. So not many, but more than a few. <laughs> well, there's only one practice podcast that I'm aware of. The seminal. So, uh, the seminal the, podcast. The, the first. The first. Uh, we will. We will definitely be able to say that. All right. Well, thanks for writing in. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Out of Practice Podcast. We're also now on the YouTubes uh, at Out of Practice or something like that. You can just find us and uh, leave us a comment under the YouTube video of this. If you would like to join the jury, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other service. Just let us know where it is. We will happily join you into the jury. Join you into the jury? That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But it is I'm, now time. I'm busy acting, Keith, while you're plugging this stuff. I'm like doing well, the, I'm miming a review. Oh, I mean, this is years oh, look of training. At you. <laughs> this is what the death of our industry has brought us to. <laughs> Miming emailing on a YouTube video for an audio podcast, which no one can see. Great. Well, congratulations. You're uh, you're really missing out. Now, if you're not watching on the YouTubes. All right. It is time to hop back into the time machine to February 6th, the year 2000, 
I know you were excited to watch part two of the practice doubleheader, but what were you doing? This day in the basement. Things are fuzzy right now. I'm between life chapters, but I will say sure. that I was getting ready to audition for my very next show that I would do, uh, which was coming up this summer. But, you know, this was a community theater, so they would audition early and then rehearse for way too long. So right. in and around this time period, I believe, is when I saw the the casting call. There was a, in Philadelphia, I think your wife would remember this maybe, there was a, like a, a three-fold pamphlet that they would mail out the Greater Theater Alliance of Philadelphia. It was called like Stage Door or no, Stage Magazine. And oh. they would post all the community theater auditions. And I saw one in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania for Pippin, which I hadn't known what that show was. So I started doing some Pippin re research. Uh, did you have some magic to do? I did. Oh, was there? There's stories to be told about this production, but we'll get there when we get Can't there. Wait. But it was first put into my life around this time as we hunkered down for a long Philadelphia winter. And that's all I have for this week's This Day in the Basement. Keith, over to you. You were contemplating auditioning for Pippin. So you had already done, oh, right, you did Joseph in high school. So then mm -hmm. you went from Joseph to Pippin. Right, I'd already gone to right. Ithaca. I had no kind of theatrical anything at Ithaca. And then now I'm back and thinking, well, I need to fill some time. So maybe I'll do a play. That was fun when I did it in high school. Yeah, um, well, foolish the, though that turned out to be. Now we're both in musical theater. <laughs> um, all right, so in I have worked so hard to try to track down what I was doing in the basement, and I now I've, I've spent hours going through old photographs and emails. I still don't have a lot of documentation, but I realized I opened up an old uh, Eastman notes. That it's like the the our little Eastman monthly magazine or whatever, and was reminded that I was in rehearsals for Cosi Fantute at the Eastman Opera. Uh, I had done Elixir the year before, so uh, I was now in rehearsals for that. The uh, One of my sophomore classmates got a role, and that was very exciting in it, but I was still in the ensemble. I have almost no memory of doing this. I know that I did. Um... So uh, I had to double check. I, I went back and I listened to some of them. He was like, oh yeah, no, I did sing that at some point. But I think I was like a villager or a soldier or something wandering around that for like 10 minutes in the uh, in the opera. But uh, that's what I was up to. I'll maybe, maybe I'll see if I can find some video of it for next week. There are no small parts, Keith. No small parts, as we both can attest to. No, actually, there are definitely some small parts. <laughs> and I, I didn't even remember if I had done that opera or not. <laughs> it's like a three-hour opera we did in a 3,000-seat theater. I'm like, wait, was I in that or did I just see that? No, I think I was in it. Shall we like do that other segment? Sure. that we Did we skip it? I don't know the usual order we put it in. Oh, right. I forgot that you wanted to talk about... I did want to talk One about it. One of our because... more aggressive jingles. <laughs> Mike does very aggressive jingles. <laughs> just like, all right. So we went with this like this day in the basement. Just someone like screaming at me about television. <laughs> well, it's because your brain. Rotting, <laughs> uh, 
Um, I've been watching a lot of television, and there are a couple things I wanted to talk about. Briefly, I'll mention Floor is Lava, because that is absolutely mindless, stupid, and it's worthless so of your time, and so much fun. Yeah, we, we watched a couple of episodes on your recommendation. It's It's something, right? It's so silly. It's so silly, and sometimes you need that. Like, if do you need to just go to another planet of stupid? This will take right. you there, right? Uh, right. Without any sort of, in, you know, like chemicals or anything, which is great. Um, also, I was a fan of this show as a child, and I didn't think the reboot was going to capture. The original host has passed away, so I didn't think the reboot could possibly capture the magic. But, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you. Unsolved oh, Mysteries uns- on Netflix is so good, man. Once that I theme didn't so- watch they- the original. Oh. Ah, well, then maybe it won't hit you as hard, but it's a lot of disappearances. It's very cru- uh, true crime. Crew crime? Crew crime. So you've got, you go from unsolved murders to unsolved disappearances to UFOs and direct one-to-one documentary style interviews with the victims or the victims' families. And it's very moving. And what I think is neat about this time, so you used to just watch the show when it would air, and you never got any resolution because these were unsolved crimes. And how long it would take for tips to roll in and crimes to be solved and then them to release an episode about it would be years. But now well, with the internet- solved mysteries. Right. Now with the internet, I suspect that we will see updates to the cases much quicker because the tips will come in faster and invest, you know, and there's an online community as well. So it's, anyway, we've really been enjoying it. Oh, in addition, I, it's like a, it's like a highbrow Ripley's believe it or not. Meets America's most wanted. Okay. All right. Interesting. So also we've gone back in time now Hall of Shame, I had only watched the first five to six episodes of this during its initial run, and Jen had never watched oh, any of it. Yes. So we've begun The West Wing. Oh, boy. You are in for a treat. I only wish that maybe Sorkin had waited and released it now as a more limited Netflix special, because I really just want to see it in high definition with all the production quality we could have now. Well, it's in high definition. Yeah, but it's they remade. Yeah, but I just mean I'd like to see it like the like like House of Cards looked, like Hollywood looks. I'd like to see it with what we could do today. Well, you're still in the in the first season. Like it looks pretty good. That's also true. Yeah, and also you know, 22 episodes. It feels. I mean, we're we're in the first season, so it feels like it's going to be how like there's going to be a lot of filler, but maybe not. I mean, every every episode thus far has been just spectacular. No, it's a it's an amazing, an amazing show. The problem with, with airing it today, it's it would be so because it you know it it depicts yeah. a rational, reasonable, kind, well functioning government. So it'd be pretty much like sci fi at this point. It does it does even feel the way. And Jen, every like everything that happens and every speech that Martin Sheen gives or President Bartlett, she's like, I wish we had that now. And I said, Well, I think, I think. That it would still feel very fanciful. It, it, it does feel like fantasy, but it it does make me remember that you know what we're an aspiring, we're still a young union, Keith, and we are becoming we are. more perfect. 
Hopefully. No, no, we're 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 really falling apart and crumbling at the seams. But you never know. We we've uh, it'll get better. We hope. Which but brings anyway, me, yeah, it's a great brings show. me to the the next thing that maybe you haven't heard of, Keith. It's a show called Hamilton. Oh, is it, that's a musical, right? It's a musical that is now on Disney Plus exclusively. Wait, wait, wait. Did you discover it? I think I might have discovered it, yes. Really? Oh, man. You're really into the underground stuff. I can't I can't wait to for people to you know, check it out. Well, not only is it a cultural phenomenon, but most people haven't been able to see it. And now it is released to the masses who have a subscription to Disney Plus. And it is so beautiful. It is shot so wait, well. Did we actually say it was Hamilton? <laughs> yes, it's Hamilton, the musical. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and... I actually think I seen I have seen it live, and I think that this captures yes, it captures the excitement of that original company, uh, mostly original company. But it also I think you know you're very when you see something live, you're limited to the aspect you have where you're sitting, and a lot of times right. when you see movies filmed or shows filmed, they're shot from the wide sort of center view. The camera angles chosen here simulate different places you would have sat in the audience and you actually capture many of the different perspectives. It just highlights how amazingly this is choreographed and directed because yeah. the the tale is being told subtly in very different visual elements throughout the sort of magic being created. So it was really, it was pretty spectacular to watch. We cried many times. No, that's fun. I haven't seen, I saw the show live but i have not seen this adaptation of it and i i for some i hate movie musicals but i love live shot live mm-hmm. performances when i was a kid uh, so I, in sixth grade i was obsessed with that sweeney todd vhs oh sure who was i think it was the first national tour and this is i just think of kids George now Hearn and angela lansbury so good i was obsessed i think that this can will be that for so many kids of this generation yeah. Oh yeah, I I was <laughs> I was talking with Chip Zion, who played the baker in Into the Woods, because uh, you know we're friends, and uh, I was telling him that we uh, watching the Into the Woods DVD of the original broad, you know, the Broadway cast changed how I thought about theater. So th- they mm. they filmed a lot of the Sondheim shows. So they did Into the Woods, they did Sweeney Todd, they did Sunday in the Park, they did Passion. And I watched those over and over and over again, and it taught me so much about theater and performing and acting and writing that it definitely informed a good part of the rest of my life watching that. So Now, Keith, while you were getting ready to make fun of me for mentioning Hamilton, yeah, I was being the better podcast, and I wanted no to kidding. actually tie Hamilton into Is our- here? It, tie, yeah, right. Tie <laughs> Hamilton into our 4th of July special here today. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know if you knew this, Keith, but if you'll excuse me, did you know that the first murder trial, the first murder trial in the United States for which there is a formal record, mm-hmm. uh, the victim was Elma Sands, disappeared on the evening of December 22nd, 1799. And uh, her uh, uh, excuse me, Le- Levi Weeks was the brother of this guy, Ezra Weeks, a prominent citizen, and he was accused of the murder. And because his brother's wealth and connections, Weeks was able to retain three of New York's most prominent attorneys, Henry Livingston, 
Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton to represent him yes. at the first murder trial. I did know that having seen Hamilton, but how crazy, how cool. The court consisted of three judges and the trial, this big murder trial, because it was the first one, lasted two days, March 31st and April 1st. The the justices uh, took, let's see, where was it? I believe it was five minutes to deliberate and he was and he was acquitted on all charges so the original bobby mcrambo is alexander hamilton with his co-counsel aaron burr successfully defended the first murder trial in the united states that is interesting well i mean i think a that's super fascinating and, and i think awesome it does make you wonder so if it was if if Alexander Hamilton was Bobby McRambo and Aaron Burr would be who it was like Eugene or he'd be Eugene, Eleanor, yeah, I think. Yeah. So, uh, what is one of our cast members going to eventually murder the other one in a duel? The co-counselors. Hmm. Well, it sounds like David Spader might uh, win a particular duel with Bobby David McRambo. Spader? <laughs> David Spader. <laughs> so, I might not come back from this. <laughs> oh my! James Spader. <laughs> did I convey? Did I could, Did I convey David Spade and James Spader? You absolutely did. <laughs> Can you Photoshop that into a into a human person? <laughs> that's that is a that's a good question uh, uh yes okay. I, I think i can can we get this train uh, back on the rails unlikely it's never <laughs> been on the rails oh my god uh, jay all right so wow all right anyway that was more tv uh, that <laughs> and that was more <laughs> why is your thing screaming at me why is it always screaming? I thought that was such uh, a clever uh, tie-in to our podcast, but no, you were unimpressed by my Hamilton uh, history No, lesson. I actually was. I, I thought that was fascinating. I really liked that. You know, before I finish, oh. I wanted to say that that was from the uh, the New York, the New York State uh, .gov is where that information was read from. Oh, interesting. Yep. All right. There, there it is. Okay. Well, it is finally... It's time for the Out of Practice Podcasts This Day in the World. The greatest hits, the biggest movies, headlines from Vermont, essential sports updates, and for some inexplicable reason, the weather from 20 years ago. Now back to Keith and Mike. Okay, so we are talking about February 6th, the year 2000. The number one hit, and will be... (laughs) We have a new policy, because... uh, Every time we play the number one hit, YouTube shuts it down. So to punish them, I am I will search high and low for the cover on the internet that has the fewest listens of that <laughs> song, and we will try to get them some more listens. So this is I Knew I Loved You by Savage Garden, continued as the number one hit. Nailed it. The local paper says uh, of the Burlington Free Press that outsiders shy away from marriage debate 
because we were still in the uh, civil unions mm-hmm. gay marriage debate in Vermont. The top movie was Scream 3. In its first week of dominance, it took in $34 million. Thank you so much, Savage Garden. It is now... It's time. It's time. It's time, it's time for sports. Sports. It was All-Star Sunday in America. The NFC beat the AFC 51-31 in the Pro Bowl. Randy Moss was the MVP. Michael Strahan and Jesse Armstead represented the Giants and Brian Dawkins and Troy Vincent came from Philly. Meanwhile, the 50th annual NHL All-Star. The world beat the North America 9-4. Mark Recchi, John LeClaire, and Eric Desjardins repped the Flyers, and Ray Bork was the only contingent from Boston. Whew! I put too many words into sports ball. It was well done, though, buddy. You know, I I do uh I do what I can for Cloud Lover, the number one fan of sports ball, but he unfortunately also does put up with Weather. Can you tell Guys, me the weather? This is going to be the big test. Did Mike do his homework? Did he not? I regret that. I have to say, I do regret that I ever committed to it because it, it's just tell me the ridiculous. From 21 years ago. Years ago. Let's see how much work Mike put into it this week. Happy February, everyone, <laughs> in Out of Practice Podcast Land. This week's weather report. For February 6th, the year 2000, <laughs> in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, with Mike oh Deglio and his friends, it was 36 degrees, going all the way down to a low of 20 degrees, but at least it was sunny outside, so you would be seeing oh your God. shadow out there in Rochester, <laughs> New York. Shocker! It's freezing cold, 26 degrees, felt like 15 degrees, going all the way down to 13 degrees Fahrenheit. Keith, hope you're bundled up, and with our firm... The Avengers, Bobby McRambo, oh. Lindsay and team out in Los Angeles, California. It was 51 degrees Fahrenheit going all the way up to 73 degrees Fahrenheit. Not too hot, <laughs> but definitely on the warmer side. So make sure you have a fan. And this was your time machine weather. Oh, my God. Well, OK, <laughs> you're going to kill me. All right. So now. Will you pledge here on the air (laughs) as each week you have done time machine weather. Not only have you now are now doing a video segment, a fully produced weather report that increases in, it gets more elaborate every week. Now, not only do you have to do the video every week, it must get more elaborate every week. (laughs) Also, Equal to or I'm greater gonna, than, I can promise. That's about it. I'm also going to block you from Facebook so you don't steal my photos. <laughs> there were other people in that picture I cropped out to, to protect the innocent. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, guys, if you have not checked out uh, the YouTube version of this, you should go. You should hop in just for the weather report because it is amazing. All right. I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. And I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to talk about the damn episode. Finally, 
It is time to talk about this week's episode. This is season four, episode 13, entitled Hammerhead Sharks. It is part two of the post-Super Bowl episode. It was written by David E. Kelly. It was directed by Dwight H. Little, who last directed Happily Ever After. And that leaves us with only one more thing to do before we watch the episode. What is that supposed to be? What's your problem? Is this what happens to women when you insert your penis? I get my hands on the shot. What? What does Mike think's gonna happen? Yeah, what if he would have drank the curdle milk? Then what would have happened? Okay, here's here's the truth of it. We're gonna get our guy acquitted because Lindsay is gonna discover that the nun has a shocking secret. And that shocking Ooh. secret for some reason leads to murder. To murder. Oh, yeah. okay. Well that that's a bold one. And then for no reason like it. and it also involves a lone shark because that that that's why it's hammerhead sharks. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a lone shark also. Maybe the nun owes this guy money. Oh, okay. All right. How's that how's that sound? That sounds I mean as good as all your other guesses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there there weren't any pirates this week, but there were sharks. Mm-hmm. Lone okay. shark. Okay. Lone shark. One shark. A singular shark. No, 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 All no. Right. Not a lone shark. A lone shark. Like, you know, a guy who, like, loans you money and then, like, not it, like beats you up when you don't pay it back. Who's also a shark, so it's more intimidating. <laughs> Should we uh, do the episode? <laughs> Oh, you know the drill. Was, uh, There's a link down in the description to link you to the podcast, and we'll be back after an ad from Anchor that if you're on YouTuber, yeah, you, you don't gotta listen to. Season four, episode <laughs> lucky thirteen, Hammerhead Sharks. Sharks. So the shark is loaning money. Wait. It's just one it's the shark. Glasses. You can't remember anybody handing you eyeglasses or. You've been asking me that for three days, Lindsay. She's with the Ted... problem is. Oh, the wait, jury hold on. Pause. If we can't account for how your. You fi- know what? Just in case, let's put 30 seconds on the clock and Mike and have Mike recap the first part of this episode oh, one man. more time. You're going to have to count in your head because I don't have the thing up. Uh, okay, I'm ready. Go. Lindsay had a really hot. Uh, art class with this dude. He calls her up out of the blue. She flies the whole team out to LA, except for Eugene and Rebecca, and they're trying to get this guy off, even though there's no evidence and he's a little bit violent. We don't have any... We're not going on nothing, but Jimmy and Lindsay decided, hey, we're going to win anyway. All right, you did it in uh, in 22 seconds. All right. Well done. All right, and now we're nice. uh, back in the holding cell and we're formulating a plan with the guy. Ted Marcoux, who plays Dennis Mills. Fingerprints ended up in that house. You don't think I'd love to account for it? Maybe a woman spilled her purse. Maybe you helped pick up the contents or someone left glasses on your desk. All possible, but we're going back almost a year. If it happened, I just don't remember it. Oh, that's right. They they were together at a party. He's also dead. We can explain away the body in his car trunk. Maybe even that's a long shot. But those glasses were found in a locked desk. I say we go with Kingman, the husband. We can't accuse the widower. 
We'll be monsters. There's rumors he was having some affair. Plan Old B. rumors, Plan but we can't B. confirm. He could have easily discovered the emails. Traced him to death. Jimmy's really he got his casual wear on, huh? Maybe he hired somebody. It's too risky hey, it's to go LA with that. fall on our face. Is anybody here <laughs> pretending we're not desperate? The trial starts in 10 hours. We got nothing. If our guy didn't do it, which is what we all want to believe, the most likely candidate... They've got one of those the conspiracy husband. theory timelines behind I say them we go with, with the big picture B. of a nun, Keith, right there in the middle. B. It's Every our only option. Right. It's not that I like... Plan B. Do you have any idea what the judge will do to us if we accuse the widower? Lindsay, look at that board. Body, murder weapon, fingerprints. How does our client look to you? Guilty. That's how he looks to the world. Lindsay's... Maybe because or, uh, he is. Lucy's got her PJs and if on. he's not... The next best choice is the husband. Lucy always Plan thinks they're guilty. No question. Plan B. Plan B. They're all going to agree. All right. They didn't you have know, a that lot was, to go on there. No. They, not only was that a fun little scene and Jimmy's got a point, but it was also a really good recap from all the players from last week. So <laughs> if we have the possible suspects include... The nun, the victim's husband, and uh, who else? And obviously, Ted Marcoux. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, all right. And we, we also have, we've got the drunk cop that we're dealing with. Oh, and the uh, whole and the whole case was expedited because our new favorite judge is uh, a hard ass. Anthony Held, that's right, he's a hard ass. Right, and we've oh oh right, and the and the the weird creepy porn guy. It's in the Adelstein right. file under prior bad acts. There's a memorandum, a list of cases which I need you to run through Westlaw and fax me anything you. Yes, because we were involved in a chat room on the internet. No, just the research. We'll right. wing the motion at the trial, and Rebecca, well, we need it today. He was involved right, a little more than that. Yeah, fair. I'll open, which will be short. I don't want to tip our strategy. Eleanor, the photographer's up first. He's yours. Next comes a detective, Jimmy. I'm ready. He's the key. His reputation for what being a swanky lazy. hotel room there. that up, but you can't look like you've got a grudge. I'm gonna be all sweet right up until I kill him. Wow. Bobby, you've got Brickman, the school teacher, if we need him, and Dennis. You'll also close. Eleanor, you've got the nun on cross. If they call her, you'll also take the pathologist. I've got Dennis's wife. What have we left out? See, I love this. The judge, like, right? The we whole do not team antagonize him. Yeah. We do not interrupt. It's exciting. Him. Don't worry. Really could use Eugene here. Okay. Again, soft plan B. Everything we do in that room is to set up reasonable doubt, period. We're not going in to convict Kingman. We just need to preserve the question. It's all a about soft setting a plan B, closing. she called out. Nobody so she's given it a degree. Stay contained. If there's a disagreement in the room, I make the call. I'm first chair. Scream at me in the corridor if you want. But in the room, don't argue. <coughs> Any questions? Can I go to the beach? No. no. Come on. You're the 13th juror. I want you keeping Look, score. just stay socially distanced. You'll be fine. Okay. Let's the sun up. kills COVID. One more thing. You know, for the MVL, I sure doesn't want to do a lot of work. Me, and I'm grateful. Most valuable, not, but not hardest working. I realize you may not necessarily believe that, but I know it. And I need you to trust that I know it. I like determined Lindsay. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Lindsay is a super badass when they With allow her to hammer. Be. Oh, jeez! Struck her in the head. That's graphic. Killing her. He then stuffed her body in the trunk of his car and buried this weapon in his garage. Massachusetts. We will show you email correspondence yeah. between the This, of course, is Clancy defendant. Brown as the Correspondence DA. which is sexual and even violent. And we will introduce evidence. 
Wait, wait, that pause. establishes the defendant's presence in the victim's. Now that we've seen the beginning of this, can you figure out what the episode title is referring to? Yes, the victim's head was bashed in with a hammer. Get it? Hammerhead! But that still oh, doesn't almost mean... almost as bad as Bay as Pigs. Still <laughs> doesn't mean that there isn't a loan shark, Keith. Or a real shark who gives out loans. So. Now, did anyone actually see Dennis Mills swing this hammer? Only Stacy Kingman. But she didn't... Were they near the ocean? Could have been a shark. There's a reason the district attorney put these posters up here for you to see. A reason he waves the murder weapon in front of your faces. He wants you to be horrified. He wants your emotion. He needs it. Why? Because he can't get a conviction on the facts alone. Yes, Dennis Mills had a relationship with Stacey Kingman on the internet. They had a sexual Walter Mitty-esque affair communicating by email. Walter Mitty-esque? But they never met. I like it. Somebody discovered this email correspondence and seized upon it as an opportunity to kill Stacey Kingman and frame Dennis Mills. Somebody else swung that hammer, put the body in my client's trunk, hid the weapon in his garage. I'm not going to tell you to look away from these pictures. They are horrifying. I won't pretend this thing wasn't used to bash in a woman's skull. It was. But not by Dennis Mills. Dennis Mills has been framed for a crime he didn't commit. Both lawyers have now wielded the hammer at the jury. As you can see, they're right next to each other. Mr. Rydell, so why they're did showing you take the picture, picture of the I was hired by the museum, defendant which I frequently and their to victim together at a party. Exhibit openings. I take stills or an exhibit opening. or sometimes for their own catalogs. Right. Could you tell the court when the picture was taken? May 10th of 1999. For the record, that would be two days before Mrs. Kingman's death? Yes. Mm. Thank you, sir. That's all I have. Photographer with compelling information! Guy who's got his pictures blown up on one of those big, cool cork boards? Yeah, no, I mean, those things are expensive. I'd love to have some of my photos blown up on big cork boards, but probably not that one. Mm -mm. This photographer is played by R. Emery Bright who you would know from The Wire, Veep, and Angel. Mr. Rydell, Mr. Mills appears to be standing two feet in front of Mrs. Kingman here. Would that be a fair assessment? I believe it would. So they're not really standing side by side, are they? Uh, not in that photo, no. Do you have any photographs where they are standing side by side? No. So they're not really next to each other as you testify? Uh, they're close to each other. Mr. Rydell, you never saw my client and Mrs. Kingman actually speak to each other, did you? Did I see them speak to each other? Yes, did you see them talk to each other? We don't need the music. We know this is an important part. I don't think so. If I did, I don't remember. So, it is entirely possible that Mr. Mills and Mrs. Kingman were simply two patrons at the same art opening who at one time were standing approximately close to one another. Isn't that possible? Yes. Well done, Eleanor. Plus, I considered that dating for much of the 90s. You may step down. Mr. Fox. Big sigh of relief from the the heroes. 
Well, and that's objection. This witness is not. But listed. that's but that's well, the he's thing. Not really a. <clears throat> I realized there that that is a really dicey question for Eleanor to ask, because, you know, they say it's it's bad lawyering to ask a question you don't know the answer to. And so what we saw there from that look was that Eleanor asked the question, did you ever see them speak without actually, without knowing what he was going to say? Yeah, so that was a big swing. Yeah, it's interesting because they chose not to show us any sort of decision-making that they decided they were going to ask that question. So it's unclear whether they had planned to bring it up if possible because it's a great point to make, right? Right. And Eleanor just made it a, a a daytime decision or a game time decision to make, to ask right. the question. It did not appear. They didn't play it at least as though she pulled it out of her ass. And they, because I feel like we would have, they would have made it clear that they weren't expecting Eleanor to ask that question, you know? Right. Right. Although they reacted as though it was. Yeah. I would, I would say they, it, to me at least read like it was a, it was on the table. Cause they were like, who, right. We navigated yeah, it, yeah, those tricky waters. That, that makes sense. I, I bet it would be like sort of lead up to it. And if you're getting a sense, mm-hmm. like take the swing. But it, like you said, like make it, it wasn't an quite Colonel right Jessup there. up there and the uh, and Tom Cruise. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was it was an option play for the sports ball fans. Yep. Witness, Your Honor, I'm calling him simply to read the email correspondence into evidence. Objection. Overruled. Sidebar, Your Honor. Denied. Damn. You're denying a sidebar? Yes, I am. Step up, Mr. Mack. The defense brings at this time a motion in limine seeking to suppress the email correspondence. That's a pre-trial motion, counsel. We're in trial, or have that escaped you? We're raising it again at trial. Denied. Sidebar. Denied. Go and rejoin your group. So a judge can just shut you down at every every turn? Let's go. Yeah, I guess so. But, But wait, back it up there. That's important. Let's go. We're walking out. What? Just do it. Let's go. She's pulling them out. They're doing a walkout. Ooh, that's ballsy. So ballsy. But she did say she was calling the shots. Back to Massachusetts, Your Honor. If you leave this room, Massachusetts, in Massachusetts, 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 Massachusetts. Where do you think you're going? Back to Massachusetts, Your Honor. If you leave this room, I will hold all four of you in contempt. If we're going to stay in this room, then you will deal with us. Now, either you give me a sidebar right now, adjourn to chambers, or we'll take the jail cell, in which case you'll have to start this trial all over again. His face right there. <laughs> Look at that. Members of the jury, we will take a five-minute recess. some very strong massachewing of the scenery with his mm-hmm. eyes. If you're watching the YouTube, his eyes are actually sticking out above our two shot there. Nobody's watching this on YouTube. Oh, 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 <laughs> I don't want to show disrespect, yeah. but we cannot tolerate you disrespecting us. We plan to renew our motion in limine concerning those letters. This should have been pre-trial. Attorney Jacobs was derelict in his preparation for this case. I would think you could take judicial notice of that. He didn't file any motions to suppress. <laughs> his his failure to try to limit the admissibility of these letters is gross malpractice. I assure you he wouldn't have prevailed. We would like to be heard on the matter, and we would like additional time to prepare. Otherwise, we will... If you can't hear that, that's the sound of Lindsay's uh, gavel hitting the table, if you catch my meaning. Flop. We'll file an interlocutory appeal and get the time that way. 
Lindsay's gonna win this. Mr. Fox, call your next witness. Tomorrow morning, before we bring in the jury, I will hear the defendant's motion to suppress the email. Let's go. Yeah, Lindsay. Counsel, one more stunt like that. I will jail you, and the others will continue without you. Keith, it seems to me that Lindsay's a little salty about that MVL last week. (laughs) I think she might be. You want to know what uh, what she really wants to tell the judge? I got a very big dick. I thought you said don't aggravate the guy. You that can't let him push this around die. either. Dokes is up next. You ready, Jimmy? I'm ready. Why does everybody keep asking if I'm ready? Well, we'd sort of like to know. I need to get air. Okay. He's not ready. Is he okay? <laughs> He's fine. He's best when he's nervous. He better be fine. This is their key witness. The witness is the drunk detective asshole who's already fighting with Jimmy. We mentioned this about Kelly Williams last week. I want to re-bring it up here because the stakes are clear. They've, They've set them up. You know, not only is this a hard case for them to win, and I would say that they are facing all the possible roadblocks, but right. Lindsay also knows that they should have probably pleaded out and probably not even have taken the case. She knows that she her her neck is on the line here. And yeah. every scene she's been in thus far, you've sensed those stakes. They haven't had to re reiterate them. She is her intensity level is equal to where it would be. I just think it's it's really brilliant. Well, it's it's that and it's also she is driving this bus. Mm-hmm. It's because it, 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 the the intensity is not coming out in like nerves or being rattled or frazzled. She's just she's fucking on this laser and focused. I think that's it's great. So Jimmy's just popped into the elevator with the guy he's about to tire apart on the stage, the detective Henry Dukes, played by John Finn. You worrying about me? You're the one getting in that chair. Uh oh. He stopped the elevator. You'd be smart to get up and down as fast as you can. Only you a fat TV fart. Fan. I've been sitting in that chair for 20 years. I've bested F. Lee Bailey, fart. Johnny Cochran. I think I can handle can't Jimmy the Grunt. I told you I'd check you out. You're a hack. Oh. Do you not go Jimmy the Grunt. I'll get you. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say, Jimbo. You better, Michael, bought a look out. Yeah. <laughs> I resisted the urge to play the bumper again. <laughs> Comedian. We found the body inside the trunk. Screaming we at me to identify her. her purse and identification were also in the trunk. We notified her husband, brought him to the scene where he identified the victim as his wife. And what happened next? We searched the premises of the defendant which turned up a hammer wrapped in plastic that was later determined to be the weapon used to murder Mrs. Kingman. We subsequently searched the victim's house, dusting for fingerprints. And what did you find, detective? We lifted three prints off a lens of Mrs. Kingman's eyeglasses that belonged to the defendant, Dennis Mills. Hmm. Where did you find those eyeglasses? Inside of Mrs. Kingman's desk. We also They're going out of their way to continually show the sister-sister emails to in the, the gallery. From an alias that was later identified to be the defendant. Thank you, sir. Reserve the right to recall. 
People are taking a lot of notes. I'm sniffing a huge conspiracy theory. Ooh, do you have one yet? No, but I know that it might involve that detective and the sister sister. Okay, all right. Well, I have the bumper ready. I, fa- I found when out I'm ready. It was. My conclusions. Yeah, when you, when you okay. make your conclusion, let me know. I got it ready. All right. Good afternoon, detective. My Jimmy's name is got a loose James leaf piece of paper. We've actually met. How are you today, sir? Fine. You said you searched my client's premises. Why did you do that? Because we found a dead body in his car. I see. Did you consider maybe somebody else put it there? We ruled out the possibility. Does that mean you considered it or that you didn't? We considered it and ruled it out. Why? Because the body was in his car. You didn't take him to the police station for questioning. You just arrested him right there on the spot. Yes. Then found the hammer, then the eyeglass. Correct. Open and shut. Right, detective? Objection. Sustained. After you found the hammer, you said in front of various officers, we got him. Did you not say that? I was referring to the fact that we had a suspect in custody. Oh, you meant in custody? Yes. But Dennis Mills was already in custody before you went into the garage. Then you come out with a hammer and an evidence bag saying, we got him. Saying it to the officers who already had my client in custody. Why would you tell the officers who had my client in custody that you now had him in custody? Is it possible you said it meaning you got the guy nailed? Something like that. So I think the detective is having an illicit sexual relationship with Sister Sister. The only thing I'm missing... Wait, my... wait, wait, wait. You well, don't wait, have I'm to not... say this unless we play this. I'm not ready for it. Conspiracy theory. Oh, you're not ready? I know that... I know the two you can't actors unravel the conspiracy like a like a napkin. You got to give I it can. all at once. Well, the all problem right, is that I don't have a motive yet because I know they're sleeping together, but why do they have to kill the sister? I can't remember. Did she, was there some sort of a life insurance policy that would be bequeathed to the sister if the husband went to jail for it? Not that it has been referenced. All right, so your theory is the detective <laughs> it's money at best. The, the detective is bagging sister sister. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And for some reason, they need to kill sister, sister, sister. Right. And the detective has the best in to plant the evidence, which is the hammer. And f- so, all right. So they, they kill sister, 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 and frame the guy she's talking on the internet with for the murder. Yes. Because okay. they'll be easy, easy to pin it on him because he's... Uh, a, a sex messenger on the internet, and that's an easy open and shut. He's a sexenger? He's, yes. Mm, that's terrible. Comedian? I could have been saying <laughs> it in that context. I really don't remember. You have a reputation at your department. Uh, now three, three people have, you, have touched the you hammer. Want to see how many people touch this hammer. Sustained. We're not going to get into reputations. This case was a snap, wasn't it, Detective? You didn't even look into the idea of other suspects. We investigated this case fully, Mr. Baluti. You investigated it fully. This chat room that my client and the victim had been in. How many other... I'm sorry. Uh, please help Mike remember. Who's that mm-hmm. guy who they keep cutting to who's making the weird faces? Oh, that is the victim's husband, played by Dougald Park. Okay, great. I went ahead and clearly just... Oh, no. Oh Mike, stop oh the episode. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this is this is not good. This is Other not good. people were comedian. Many, many, over <laughs> twenty. Isn't that right, Detective? I believe so. You talked to all of them. Well, we were unable to find them all. Most use aliases. Of the people you did find, run checks on where the they all were the evening the of May twelfth. You didn't do that, did you, Detective? Well, some of them we quickly eliminated as suspects. Isn't it true Dennis Mills is the only guy you put in your scopes? Oh, that is not true. There were other people you bothered to consider? Yes. Could I have their names? The other suspects, could you give us their names, please? Your client was the only one we focused on as a viable suspect once... No other suspects considered besides Dennis Mills. Would that be your testimony, Detective? Well, we considered others, but we concluded that your client was the only viable suspect. I see. Could I have the names of those other people you considered? Objection. Badgering. Overruled. Answer the question, Detective. Oh, our first win Good against job, the judge Jimmy. there. The only person the department seriously considered was your client. I see. What about Anthony Brickman? A man also in the chat room. Did you know he also emailed the victim? Yes. You have knowledge in one of those emails? He threatened to kill Stacy Kingman. Well, that man routinely threatened to kill. It was a yes or no question, Detective. Do you have knowledge that Anthony Brickman emailed Stacy Kingman threatening to kill her? Yes or no? Yes. Did you tell District Attorney Fox about Anthony Brickman? No. You didn't. You've been a detective, what, 21 years? 27. 27. As an experienced detective of so many years, you knew if you Smart turned what there. you knew about Anthony Brickman over to the DA, he would be obligated by law to tell us about him. Is that why you didn't tell a district attorney? No, it is not. The truth is, detective, in your mind, you got the right guy in Dennis Mills, and you didn't bother to investigate anybody else. Our investigation, all of it, pointed to your client. But your investigation can't rule out the possibility somebody framed Dennis Mills, can it, detective? That Jimmy body is killing could have it. been put in his car. He really is. The hammer could have been placed in his garage, and the glasses with his prints could have been planted in the house. All of that <clears throat> is possible, isn't it, Detective? Well, how did his prints get on the glasses? I don't know. Would have been nice if you investigated. Objection. Ah. Zing. You're a drinker, aren't you, Detective Dokes? Objection. If this man's faculties were compromised or impaired at the time, oh, now Jimmy's now it's personal. My client's looking at a death penalty based on the shoddy work of a lazy drunk. I have objection. Sustained. Woo. That's enough, Mr. Bazzuti. It's Berluti. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> at a death penalty oh, based on the shoddy work Berzuti? of a lazy drunk. I have objection. Sustained. That's enough, Mr. Bazzuti. It's Berluti. <laughs> Bazzuti. <laughs> That's enough, Mr. Cutie Patootie. <laughs> I think I'm all done with the detective. Yeah, Jimmy the Grump. Yeah, Jimmy. And he's pissed. Jimmy did this? so many... It is a great smart episode. things there. He did so many like one of the like the tiny little details that I really liked that he did in there. When he asked him how long he'd been a detective, he said what twenty one years, and he's like no twenty seven. You know Jimmy did that on purpose mm -hmm. because it reinforced how long he had been a detective and like and and just 
made the the mistakes that he made all the more clear the intense the uh, intentionality of what he did all the more clear just like that little correction that you set up automatically it's just so smart well and the sequence there too once he had scored enough points with the jury which he believed he did i mean he got he caught him on that he caught him on the other suspects he caught him on admitting that he hadn't looked into this other guy in the chat room who had sent an, uh, an explicit email right. once he had scored those points that's only the then did he go in for the personal attack to throw the, the drunk thing into the jury's mind, which he didn't have to do. But they set that instead of that seeming malicious, they set up the personal beat right before in the elevator, which makes us as an audience want Jimmy to really take this guy to task. Right. So it was just right, dramatically right. built so well. Call him a fat fart. So he rope a doped before the haymaker. Love so, it. So let's not forget. So Eleanor got up there. So Lindsay pulled the the theatrical orchestra and the whole thing yep and then eleanor went and scored some great points now jimmy scored some great points and your mvl from last week is coming out of the elevator with a piece of paper in her hand determined lucy looks like she's got something to add to the avengers here look out Research from Rebecca. Just in time. Anything good? California cases on oh, Rebecca gets a bench in those letters. You were so amazing. What time's the motion? 9 a.m. You see the way great I little, Great little beat. He had no that's a great little beat between Lindsay and Jimmy there. I really loved it. Lindsay's yeah. clearly running the show. Jimmy was pissed that everybody was saying he wasn't ready. He killed it, and at least it's acknowledged here. Let's watch it again. Also, she got the attaboy. We, I've mentioned this once before. This just happens every once in a while. This is one of those one, two, three, one, two, three action type of moments. It just, <laughs> Lindsay comes out of the elevator. You see them come around the corner, and you're like, nah, that didn't happen in real life like that. <laughs> Research is so well choreographed. Just in time, anything good? California cases on point. If we can keep those letters You were so amazing. What time's the motion? 9 a.m. You see the way I had him trapped? He had nowhere to go. You were great. Listen no, to Don't me gloat, more. Jimmy. You're on the moon about the prospect of getting a man off who you don't even believe is innocent. You don't know what we believe, Mr. Kingman. Baluti! I'll be watching every step you take, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you do that and go... Why are you got your ass handed to you by alone. a Come on, Jimmy. We're back in. <laughs> we need Eugene, man. We need Eugene there. Yeah, right? But honestly, though, I think the using idea that my Jimmy sick- there is part of the rope-a-dope. Because mm-hmm. if you go in with Eugene, you know it's going to be aggressive. You know he's going to come out and he's going to you know, knock you in the nose right away. With Jimmy, you're sort of like, oh, he's like sort of like the sweet guy. He's not really going to have the ability to come and punch you in the nose as hard as he did. It was smart. So my... You underestimate him. My three, my two thirds conspiracy theater, theater, theory. Theater. I've got two people involved and I just need a motive now. Okay. Uh, my prediction for the detective holds up after his testimony, but we'll have to see now. Sister, sisters taking the stand. What will she offer? Will she prove me wrong, Keith, or will she hashtag show that hashtag Mike was right? Okay, was we'll wild, find out. Or associating freely with a bad element that's simply not possible. But like Mr. Baluti said, she was in that erotic chat room. I still can't believe that's even possible, to be honest. But if she was, it was maybe out of curiosity or boredom. She was not a thrill seeker and would not be running around keeping bad company. She went to the museum to check my client out. That's what you say. I'll bet she mentioned she was going and he went to check her out. So I would gather from your testimony, sister, that you would deem it not just possible, even likely, that Stacy and Dennis Mills never, in fact, arranged to meet? 
Well, can't believe she would go off and meet up with some stranger from the internet. No, I can't. So far, it's going better than expected. If we can keep the email letters from being admitted, then our strap. Loved the show. Me and my sister were so big fans of it. Oh, I definitely watched it too. Tia and Tamara. That's right. So Sister Sister didn't offer much to my conspiracy theory, but she did help us out. They were able to use her denial that her sister was involved in the chat room to potentially uh, provide some exculpatory evidence against the big picture of the two of them together at the party. Well, right, because if the sister was not part of the chat room, what does that mean? Right. Strategy will change. We won't be accusing the husband. Okay. Why? Because pointing the finger at the widower is very risky. We could completely alienate the jury. And without that email, the prosecution's case isn't that great. We'd have- I'm still missing any sort of con. The, the only thing that's keeping this from like blowing my mind and being one of my faves right now is there's okay. zero context about the guy we're defending other than he had an art class with Lindsay. That's it. Right. The reason for him to be there. Yeah, and like I mean, or the reason that they're in LA. Yeah, and that they believe him so wholeheartedly. I mean, by now I guess they're sniffing out that there's some sort of cover up going on. Right. But it's still like I want to know more about this guy. I don't know anything about this guy other than he's in weird chat rooms. And he clearly ghosted with Lindsay and the with Yeah, Clay. they ghosted. Mm, smoke. They No, what was the song? Uh, Unchained Melody. Oh yeah. Time goes. I have no by. reason to take such a risk. So slowly. We have a chance. Long way to go, but we are definitely in the fight. Okay, good fight. Karen, back to you. Can I put you on the stand? Lindsay needs your love. Sorry. <laughs> this yes. is, uh, by the way. After they rest, uh, we'll call one witness before you. Uh, Caitlin Hopkins. And Sister Sister was played by Drea Weber. Sorry. And then you're on. Your rage flashes I've had the privilege of witnessing. None of that on the stand. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've got to get back to work. Lindsay. Like the rage flashes you saw from me trying to get you. the tech to work this morning? Thank mm-hmm. me when you walk out of this courthouse. Ooh. He's confident. Yeah, one of those those wonderful vases. It's evidence of his character. It's prejudicial. The content of these emails is directly probative to Dennis Mills's guilt. There are some that go to sexual sadism. They do not go to the issue of guilt or innocence. They certainly go to a predisposition. That isn't admissible. It's evidence which is being offered to show that the defendant is more likely to have committed the alleged crime. That is flat out inadmissible under the California Code of Evidence. You have the case law. It seems to me the letters do more than suggest bad character. That's the main thing they do and... Oh, she interrupted him. Great take by Lucy there. Marla does a lot of excellent eyebrow acting. yeah, me and Marla share that. We went to the same school of eyebrow. Character. <laughs> school of eyebrow? A state of mind, which to me goes to motive. Mr. Fox, I'll give you five emails. Pick which ones you want to enter, but I won't let you load up trying to bury the defendant with volume. With all due respect, Your Honor, if one of them is admissible, they all should be. Then maybe I should exclude them all. Five is fine. 
I must reiterate, these emails do not speak to whether my client committed the crime. Then why are you so bothered? Because they... I thought you were finished. I really did. It's like trying not to talk over your podcast co-host. I am bothered because the graphic nature <laughs> of some that. of these emails may cause the jury to believe that Dennis Mills is deviant and therefore more likely to have committed murder. That's exactly why these evidentiary rules exist to prevent this kind of prejudicial influence. Well, I happen to believe the letters do have probative value. They're bound up with motive and therefore admissible. To prevent prejudice, I am limiting the prosecution to five. We are adjourned and now I am finished. Five minutes will bring the jury in. in Five is better than 60. At least they can't be reading this stuff for three days. It should have all been excluded. He's calling Kingman to read him. What? Kingman found him. You know, there was a brief moment this morning when I contemplated just getting the beat of your Massachusetts thing, laying that in the background, mm -hmm. and Hamilton wrapping the entire weather forecast. <laughs> but I then realized For next that week. For next yeah, week. that could go downhill very quickly. Oh, yeah, it's gone downhill on the very Should idea. Be him now? Not on the heels of reading those letters. But we'll call him later, and then. What is this? You oh, here's the other guy Wait, in the chat room. Be up there to say I whacked that lady. That's not why Silas I'm calling Mayor you, Mitchell? Anthony. I'm putting you up as a hacker expert. An expert? I want you to testify how you intercept email. That's all. How do I know you won't like Plan B? Uh, another random side note for anybody who wants to really go down a Google rabbit hole. I myself, Keith, portrayed a quote-unquote hacker for a oh, reality right. television TV show uh, that sure aired did. on MTV, I think briefly here in America, but definitely in Britain uh, on MTV. It was called Find My First Love. Uh, and, Which, uh, ironically, you filmed in your home exactly as you're doing this right now. That's true. We Amy, need a clip from that. I've never actually seen it. about the net, Mr. Donnell. Local news is national news. I got online, pulled up some articles on you guys. The client cuts off a head. The big lady here dates him. You plan B, the headless girl's brother. Got sued for it. I don't intend to plan B you, Anthony. I just want your computer expertise. We're going to plan B the guy who said I was going to kill Today I dreamed we were angry. So did Bobby just promise not to plan B him with all intention to plan B him? Definitely. But pain Wait, so pause it here. So I just to give context, this is the victim's husband reading the emails uh, ex conceptually exchanged between the victim and the, uh, and the defendant. However, Sister Sister said the victim was not on these emails. Uh, oh, I thought, I, um, I thought she was implying that she was only she never would have crossed from writing to actually meeting i thought she oh she actually said they no no no. i think she conceded that she might have been in the chat room but it was just fiction for her oh okay gotcha gotcha dreamed we were angry i was driving myself into you and it hurt you but pain became pleasure, and I kept pushing and pushing until you appeared lifeless. And I continue to make love to you. You lie there still, cold even. And I continue to push myself deep inside you. I tear your skin away. 
It's not enough to be together. I want to be in you. And I rip the skin. And I feel your warm blood on my skin. It brings me It's a little a dark. Excuse me. This week on ABC. It brings me <laughs> joy. After Sister Sister. <laughs> I want to tear and Tamara your skin. For whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, dark. So yeah. I I like <clears throat> I I have not had a lot of uh what what's the word? Uh sex email whatever, but I have I haven't sent one quite like that. Uh, I'm not sure the point you're trying to drive home there that you never exchanged a, a sexually sadist email exchange. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. I, in fact, I am so shy. I don't. Where think I'm from, I've that's sent, second like, base, Keith. I couldn't even do like a wink over email. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag you up. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Was that? I'm too so forward? sorry. I didn't mean it. No. Oh, you're such a bleeding heart. You're such a bleeding heart liberal, a soft-shelled liberal, Keith. Well, but I have two things working against me. One is the soft-shelled liberal part, but also just profound shyness. Mm. Well, at least he only put in three. He's saving two. For what? For you. However well you you read the testimony, Fox will have you read them on cross, so it'll be your last impression with the jury. You okay? Well, he could plead the fifth, right? If he's asked to read those emails, you could plead the fifth. I don't think you can plead the fifth when you're reading something that's already in evidence. Mm. But I don't know. I uh, hadn't read them all. I didn't... Um... This is his wife? I hadn't yes. read the ones I just heard. I know you almost think I'm sick. You can I explain? No, I don't know that there's much explanation. To 12 people in a box. First, let's just get through Brickman. There's no such thing as privacy on the net. You may think you're sending a private email, but even a kitty hacker could gain access. So well, at least that has stood the test of time. That is, what he said is still 100% accurate. Do not write something in an email you don't want the last person you want to see it to see. So certainly Mr. Mills was sending an email to Stacy Kingman, and only Stacy Kingman. It's possible that somebody else could access it, read it. Objection. This witness has no foundation to give expert testimony. I specifically called him because he is a typical layperson computer hacker for the purpose of showing how easy it is to intercept email. Uh... For those of you who are watching back at home, the vic uh, the uh, person on the stand, this is a great example of well-done costuming. They perfectly capture what we're supposed to think of this guy in the way he's cost what the way he the character has decided to dress for court today. Right. The objection is overruled. Mr. Brigman, the emails my client sent to Mrs. Kingman. You ever see him? Yes. I was in the same chat room, and I was typically riveted by your client's contributions. I hacked into his email a lot. It's publishable, ask me. You accessed his email a lot. The man can write. It's very arousing. Thank you. 
Oh, one other thing. Not, you not threatened creepy. to kill Stacy Kingman, didn't you? Oh, you Matt locked you him. going to get into that. I don't mean to attack you, but the police did question you with I respect don't mean to, attack you. to this threat, didn't they? I threatened to kill lots of women by way of introduction. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many write back. Did the police question you? Yes, I had an alibi. I was at a naked nude bar with three buddies. I told this to Detective Dokes. And he accepted okay, your word. Okay, hold on. Truth. That, this is, I think, a new David E. Kelly weird Trophy writing low. tick. He, like, the redundant phrases, like naked nude. He was at a naked nude bar is such a weird little writing tick that David E. Kelly has because Jimmy has also said the phrase naked nude. Like, I think she, she was all naked nude or something like that. It is such a weird little writing tick. You told, I think he was there too. <laughs> Mr. Brickman, this is not a forum for you to entertain. Is there anything else, counsel? No, Your Honor. Nothing. Defense calls Dennis Mills. Nice to see Bobby it get in on an the anonymous action. form of expression. I was told and that once that was a soft plan B. A diary. Uh, when people write in them, they want it read on some unconscious level. And when you would write these emails, it was, uh, I guess, more thrilling to know it was being read by somebody. Okay, but Dennis. Some of the stuff you wrote. Very dark. Yeah, I'll own that. Many people like pornography. And some get more aroused when it's dangerous, even violent. I don't deny being put in that category. The emails, the chat room, it was kind of a interactive pornographic thing. But I have never, ever acted out on... on I never even met Stacy Kingman, and I certainly didn't kill her. But you do admit these writings of yours. But that's all it was, Mr. Donnell, writing. Fine. But a dead body of someone you talked about being lifeless ended up in your trunk. And I'm telling you that somebody else put her there. Somebody is trying to set me up to take a fall for a crime I didn't commit. You claim See, you were home alone the evening that Mrs. King was He's very honest worked. there. Yes. Never heard anything. Mm -hmm. Lend some credibility, at least. Anybody I mean, break into your garage, you break into your right car, dump off a dead body? Big barrier no. between what you think and what you do. Yeah, and I think the, chronolo the chronology, I, I, this is why I love when we get to see a lot more of the trial than we're usually made privy yeah. to. Because the chronology of the way they're laying out their case is really, really well strategized, right? They put the guy, the kind of creepy guy on the internet who says, oh, I've written a hundred emails threatening to kill a woman. It's just one of the weird things, one of the weird corners of the web. By way of introduction was what he said. Right. Followed by our client who says, who seems a little bit more reserved and quote unquote conservative of a person in comparison to the guy who's just up there saying, hey, look, I, I I've never did anything violent. These were just emails. I think it's an interesting juxtaposition and great chronology uh, part of their strategy. Right, right. Any sign of a break-in, either with your car or the garage? They were both unlocked. The car trunk was unlocked? No. Interesting. Let's point out, since I'm lauding the strategy, Lindsay, we are to assume, is planning this as we go. 
Yes, uh, uh, although they a really interesting point was just made there. I'll that he said that the car was unlocked. So he's saying, like, to be framed, like they they put the body in the trunk, the car was unlocked, but the trunk itself was locked. So how hmm. did they get the body in to the locked trunk? Body? No. Any sign of a break in, either with your car or the garage? They were both unlocked. The car trunk was unlocked? No. Although, when you really think about it, if the car's unlocked, you just pull the, the trunk please. thing, right? You'd assume. From the inside? Yeah. Tonight, I see you... I didn't write this. Mr. Mills, you've already admitted to writing this. I didn't write this one. Would you read it, please? No, I didn't write it. Your Honor, I never saw this one. I didn't write it. What's going on? This is in the packet already stipulated to by the defense as being written by the defendant. I never saw this one. I didn't write it. Sidebar. Well, that's an interesting twist. Yeah, twister. Chain of custody has been stipulated to. It was in the victim's desk. My client didn't review all the emails, and his former attorney who agreed to the stipulation, I'd be surprised if he read any. I'll allow it. Your Honor, he shouldn't have... for you to argue he didn't write it, Mr. Donald. Step back. Wait, also, there's a part of this that I have... I, I found interesting about this, because we're talking about emails that weren't discovered on her computer... They were printed out and put in her desk. And I don't... Who prints emails, especially the weird ones you don't want people to see? Actually... Like actually prints it onto paper. I'm glad you pointed that out because that's a distinction that is important that I'm just catching because we paused. My confusion was that it's it's an oversight by our attorneys, by our team, if... He didn't read these emails. They only stipulated to allowing five of them. But the five was emails from his computer. The the emails we're talking about here, they discovered at the victim's home in her desk. So they can present as many the as they want. all emails were there. No, no. I, I think all the emails were in the printouts. And that... Uh, well, then what were the five specific emails they were allowed to choose from? The The... From the hundreds of emails that were printed out, the judge said, pick your five best. Well, then it's, I think it's nearsighted by our team that they didn't then have the guy read through those five. Right, right. And, and I, I think the point they're about to make is that his shitty lawyer previous to that stipulated, oh, yeah, he wrote them all without actually double checking all those things. So they're gotcha. a little bit blaming the old lawyer. But I agree. There's only five. You can fucking check them. The jury is advised, despite the defense stipulation, that Mr. Mills denies authorship. We're covered. Appealed. So noted. Take your seat. Tonight I... Synth pad. I see you beneath me. Your eyes are vacant. I see your face in death, and I see my hands. The hands that took you, the hands that delivered you to God. I never wrote that. I never wrote that. Did you write that? I don't think you wrote it. 
I don't see any other option. We got to go back to the husband, plan B. At this point, it will look so desperate. I mean, all will accomplish. The jury will want to convict us along with Dennis. Well, Lindsay, any ideas? We're all listening. He didn't write that email, and I thought he denied it pretty persuasively. I mean, didn't you, Lucy? Go to the beach! <laughs> I do think, however, we should... I know it's late in the episode to do this, but we really should ask the important question that I pause and I pause and I pause and I try to find the bumper and Parishioners, I can't find it. Oh, it's it time to... Parishioners, it is time to contemplate the answer to one of God's greatest mysteries. What the hell is Lucy wearing? She is wearing a head-to-toe leopard print tracksuit of some sort. I would go as far as to say those are just straight-up pajamas, as the rest of the team is basically in pajamas. And while we're discussing Lucy's leopard print PJs, also noted that uh, Lindsay is barefoot, which I think is a nice touch. She's wearing yoga pants, and she's barefoot. So we're really we're really homey here in the strategic suite. Yeah, yeah. They were doing <laughs> so well. Red they were Sox doing t-shirt. so well. But having yeah, him read that were... email really screwed them. We've done everything we can, Lindsay. I know. And there's only I think I always 12 more minutes left. If you had an innocent client and you What's fought your hardest. You know what it's time would... for, Keith? Oh, It's time oh, it? for the... No, 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 I'm not ready for it. Oh, okay. I'm just saying it's time for the episode to drop the dun 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 shocking twist. Shocking twist. But first, Lindsay's got to admit defeat, or I mean doubt. Right. She's got to hit her lowest point before the That's twist, guys. Let me take a shot at the husband. This just in: Dylan McDermott is extremely attractive. Do you think it'll work? Oh, is he? Have we mentioned that before? No. This case is still circumstantial, but the impact of those letters was... Not good. Very damaging. Our plan is to put you, Karen, up first. Then we'll call Kingman and ambush him. You know, Karen's been crawling under the radar lately. He has an alibi, I thought. He does, but we'll try to suggest he hired somebody to kill her, which personally, I think he did. I think he's the guy. But we have no proof. Who does she think's the guy? No. Wait, say that again? Then who does Lindsay think's the guy who framed him? He's the guy. But we Back it up. Back it up. I thought. He does, but we'll try to suggest he hired somebody to kill her, which per first. Oh. Then we'll call Kingman. Either the husband as best we can. He has an alibi, I thought. He does, yeah, the husband. But we'll try to suggest he hired somebody to kill her, which personally, I think. The husband has seemed so indignant. I, I can't believe guy. it's him. But we have no proof. No. Then we'll recall you, Dennis, and try to make your last impression with the jury something other than. They bring up Plan B's so much. We should have a jingle, but audience, rest. somebody make us a really quick. And hope for the best. 
Plan B bumper. Nobody's going to do that. <laughs> Anything can happen. Their case is circumstantial. Bambi! There must be something you can do, Miss Dole. Can't you think of anything? You're going to jail, buddy. you going to jail. Should have taken that. I want you watching the faces of the jurors. If it looks like I'm tanking, let me know. I'll cut my losses. When you spoke to the husband, did he seem sympathetic? Very. Great. Ready? No. Does it matter? You don't look so cocky today, Jimbo. Hey, we can always call you again. Ooh, zing. So we haven't been given a lot about the husband. So this is going to be interesting on Bobby's part because we've really not, we've not seen him but in really kind of being distraught. And indignant. Right, towards their attempts and, to get the guy off. Yeah, and not stereotypically someone who I would imagine would have a wife. Wow. Let's go. It is inconceivable that my husband could have committed this crime. You but feel pretty sure about that? I have known him for 12 years. I have never known him to have any capacity for violence. He is a gentle person. You read the things he wrote to Stacy Kingman about wanting to make love to her. Did you know your husband was writing those things to another woman? No. He kept the relationship secret from you? Yes, but... So you can't really sit in that chair and lay claim to knowing everything about him, can you? I know he's not a murderer. Well... At the time the police first questioned you, you weren't even sure about that, though, were you? I was in shock when I first spoke to the police. But at that point, you weren't sure, were you? Did you know your husband to be capable of writing the things he wrote in these emails, Mrs. Mills? When first confronted with those emails, did you not say, that is not my husband? Didn't you say that, Mrs. Mills? Yes. Here you sit, saying you know him. Could you read this for the court, please? I shouldn't have to. Your Honor, please read it, Mrs. Miller. Man, his his go-to is just having these emails get read out loud, right? What's well, good strategy? He's done a really good job so far. She puts on her glasses. I find myself thinking of you more and more. I feel it's becoming an obsession. An obsession I must extinguish. It's Lindsay time looks... for it all to be extinguished. Thank you, Mrs. Mills. Zoom in on Lindsay. Zoom in on Lindsay. What does that mean? She just... She's clocking something. Ms. Dole, redirect. Has Lindsay received an email similar to that before? I don't know. She's Ms. receiving Dole? some information, clearly, on her face. Oh, here we go. She's, she's here it going comes. rogue. Here it comes. Going rogue. Oh, shit. Excuse me? May I see your glasses, please? <gasps> she touches the frames when she puts them on. They're almost identical to the glasses That's that how they Dennis found and his Prince fingerprints on. That's how Dennis Prince got on the victim's on. glasses. 
That's why he doesn't remember. What are you talking about? One night you probably said, Honey, hand me my glasses, which he did. When he was really picking up Stacy Kingman's glasses. What the hell is this? Latitude, Your Honor. The woman Zachary Kingman was having the affair with, maybe is having an affair with, is you. Have you lost your mind? Stacy's sister couldn't imagine Stacy getting involved with an email relationship. She never did, did she, Karen? Wow. It was Zachary Kingman exchanging those emails with your husband, pretending to be Stacy. This, this, this is ridiculous. You discovered your husband's predilection for chatroom erotica and decided to use it, didn't you, Karen? She encyclopedia brown this shit. got in that same chat room pretending to be Stacy for the purpose she of Nancy setting Drew. up this perfect murder, which gets she murder, rid she of wrote both it. your spouses. Objection. That's you crazy. Ask the witness a question or spin wild stories. Here's my question, Mrs. Mills, and I remind you, you're under oath. Are you now, or did you ever have an affair with Zachary Kingman? Oh, shit! I asked you a question, Mrs. Mills. Are you now, or did you ever have an the affair with Zachary Kingman? Can you get a little closer? Double close Answer up. Answer the question, Mrs. Mills. Triple close up. I refuse to answer the question on the grounds that it may incriminate me. This is preposterous. Oh, we got, Kingman, take we your got seat. Of fifth anyway. You and Zachary Kingman conspired to kill his wife Mike was right. and frame sort your of, husband. Not really. you? I refuse to answer on the grounds that may incriminate me. Your Honor, I'd ask that you grant this woman immunity and compel her to answer my question. The court is not about to grant her immunity, counsel. She can refuse to answer unless you grant immunity. My client's life. I am not granting immunity. <gasps> this is your husband, Karen. Are you really going to let him take the fall? You and Zachary Kingman did this together, didn't you? Oh, I am pleading my God. the Fifth Amendment. Guys, we have a real conspiracy theory. But it's just a full-on conspiracy. So, Keith, please articulate the conspiracy theory in terms that Lindsay will understand. And by Lindsay, I mean me. <laughs> okay. So, uh, as it turns out, the person receiving the emails in that dirty chat room was actually not the victim, but the victim's husband posing as the victim. When she's when he's caught by his wife who probably printed out the wait <laughs> I, I i think i'm inferring that basically the victim's husband and the defendant's wife were having an affair when they discovered that he was writing these creepy chat room thingies they figured out how they could frame him for for murder, get him out of the picture and get Kingman's wife out of the picture so they could then be together. I mean, they could also have gotten divorces. <laughs> also, yeah, you could also probably do that. Phoenix, please explain that to us when we get it wrong. She better be right. The whole ca I mean, it's Fox. Nothing, Your Honor. The witness may step down, but I am ordering you not to leave this jurisdiction. 
but simply told the dude's wife and the victim's husband framed him for murdering the wife. Lindsay got all that from those glasses. Ms. Dole. The well, defense the whole thing was, how did the glasses get Mr. there? Mr. Fox, rebuttal with his prince. No, you're I got it. They'd also then have keys to the car. I mean, the frame is easy. If it's both the immediate the husband and the other wife, it's very easy to, not want to say, right. you know, those questions are right. easily, more easily answered. And, right. and I believe that the husband was in the email chat room. As so then had could use that as well. Which is yeah, why what's he was not able clear is that the they just one. did. He, is the email chat room thing all just to create the specter that this other that the framed man was a perv, or was he in the chat no, room prior? No, I, 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 I think when the maybe it was the husband discovered that his wife was having an affair in the chat room, and that gave him they they happened to be having affairs with each other, like a parallelogram, <laughs> and that. Gave him reasons. Oh, that cleared it. That cleared it right up. Matter of law. <laughs> that was geometry. I find that no jury could reasonably deny it's the a existence of reasonable of framing. doubt here. Yeah, I am wait, back up. This is important. Of not guilty. The Whoa, I missed I talked right over it. You talked oh, over yeah. the important part. I guess the judge's little bit here is at the actual closing, so why don't we roll it? Oh, oh, okay. I, I think we can survive without one time we play that song, unless you really, really want me no, to. No, that's okay. All right. Closing time. As a matter of law, I find that no jury could reasonably deny the existence of reasonable doubt here. I am directing a verdict of not guilty. The defendant is free to go. Adjourned. Oh, he's got some, he's got some very patriotic snaring. That judge was the bad guy. He turned out to be the good guy. Sister, sister had nothing to do with it. Hashtag Mike was very wrong. It's over. <laughs> it's over. It's over. I mean, your wife's going to go to jail now, but it's over did for Mas- you. Did Massachusetts grow at all, Keith? Do you think? Think he had did a lesson he, to learn? He, he, he might have, uh, but... In honor of his growth. Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Guess who Massachusetts. won? Massachusetts. Not guilty. In. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Massachusetts. Not guilty directed verdict. They're all back at LAX. Gate 51, if you're wondering. What? Bobby's you know, on a cell phone. Take the red eye. One day at the beach wouldn't have killed us. Would you forget the beach? Well, that'll be easy, because I never saw it. Zing! She Uh-oh. flipped him. What? Karen Mills just confessed. Completely? You kidding. You pegged it. They were having an affair. Karen discovered Dennis's chat room hobby. She and Kingman decided to use it. Kingman killed his wife. Now Karen's looking to plead out on conspiracy and flip Kingman. Unbelievable. How did it hit you? I don't know. When I saw those glasses, I wish I could have seen Doke's face when she took the fifth. Ah, so our guy was in the chat room. Yes, she discovered so the chat room while having an affair and was like, oh, we can easily use this. To right, so they die. happen to be having affairs with each other in parallel affairs, thus a parallelogram. 
Perfect. Even though rhombus. Yeah, got it. We've done it. Yes, we've we figured out the general shape of it. I got to look. <laughs> well, not that. And I apparently, it's a rhombus parallelogram. <laughs> Lindsay. Dennis. I'm Did free now. We just got off at the DA's office. I went to LAX to celebrate. I'm still a little shocked. Minus a loving wife, but I'm not in jail. Yeah. Listen, uh, can I talk to you a second? Yeah, that's about all I have. No, I just um, I wanted to. You want to ghost a little more in the bathroom? And he's gonna say thank you, hopefully. But Keith, yeah, I I'm gonna tell you right now. Mm. I really have liked this episode. I feel like it's gonna get a high score in my spare tires, but. David E. Kelly can undo it all right now if he makes this guy ask Lindsay out. Ha! <laughs> Good question. But wait, we 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 got a we got a question from the intern. Okay. <laughs> the intern asks. Actually, I believe Jen, we promoted her. I think she's now assistant office manager. Assistant office manager Jen says, but the poor victim's wife was never actually in the chat room. Oh, you know, that is an interesting point. Maybe. Maybe yep. the the, the victim or the, the defendant's wife discovered he was in a creepy chat room. She tells her boyfriend. Her boyfriend then the guy she's having the affair with then joins the chat room pretending, pretending to, to be, be his wife. wife. Yes. And then so that hypothetically, the wife was never actually in the chat room at all. Right. So Sister Sister, who I accused of actually being a murderer before we began, turns out to be the only person who was telling the truth from the beginning other than our client. That's right. That's right. So you, you plan aid the Sister Sister. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't have been innocent. more wrong. You know what? You were a, you were a nun bigot, mm-hmm. as they said I, earlier. You were yeah. totally a nun bigot. How dare, how dare me. Jen, thank you for helping us I know you're sort that out. Get back on the plane and tomorrow there's going to be another client and another one after that and another one after that. But for this client, Lindsay, when we took that art class, I remember you saying how it was getting tougher and tougher to wake up in the morning and go to work believing in what you do. I'll never be able to repay you people for giving me back my life. I don't even know how to say thank you enough. So just say ditto. <laughs> it's a, a ghost-reference key. If I could offer you this. Oh, I think I've seen that movie Please since believe the 80s. in what you do. And believe in what you are. You're all special people. And Kelly Williams on the verge of tears, but not quite crying, which is, I think, one of the most powerful emotional visuals. Right. And we have weird softcore porn backing music. Right, right. We got the uh, the Showtime the piano special. string synth. The Cinemax, the Skinemax special. I don't think it's Skinemax. Yeah. More like, you know, cheesy heartfelt. So we're going to start next episode with 
Eugene and Rebecca talking about what's been going on in Boston while they've been gone? That's right. They're just like playing ping pong in the office. How did they get off a plane and not one of them had to pee? No, they're, they're getting on the plane. Oh, okay. They're still in Los Angeles. The guy didn't fly to Boston to have that conversation with Lindsay. <laughs> well, there you have okay, it. Okay, we did it. We sure it's did, time man. To, it's about time to turn that video back on, huh? Let me get my hair, make my hair pretty. I look terrible. Great. You look great, man. I really think you look great. That was quite the episode. That was really intense. That was really fun, though, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it is now time for you to tell us not what you thought about the episode, but what the hell just happened in the episode. And I'm going to underscore it with some uh, cheesy piano and uh, strings. Oh, I can't wait for that. Can we? Can you roll the bumper first, though? Because I worked so hard on it. Oh, oh, oh God, oh, God. Uh, where is it? Oh, here we go. Mike has 30 seconds to remember what just happened on the show. Well, the team all gets a chance. Lindsay leads the all-star teams. Jimmy has some great cross-examination. Eleanor does a great examination, and then Bobby brings it home. But it was Lindsay at the very end who decides that it was a rhombus parallelogram of a conspiracy that actually framed our client. So Lindsay was right all along. He gets off. The judge, who was our antagonist, actually gives a direct verdict of not guilty. Everything works out. We go back to Los Angeles, or to Boston, proving that we are the offenders of law. Yeah, there it is. Not my greatest. (laughs) Okay. Oh, boy. That's just a lot of bad angles for me in this here show today. Okay. All right. So that brings us to... You have recapped. I have recap, imp- which means it is time, it is time. that we to have the. We're just going to talk over each other. <laughs> what talk talk? Wait, bah, wait, bah, wait, bah. Where's, wait, wait, Ladies and gentlemen, the Out of Practice Podcast, in unofficial, unsolicited, unfactual association with David E. Kelly Productions, proudly present. Oopsie. The oopsies. Celebrating excellence in acting good, lawyering good, guesting good, and, and being Tom Brady. Yeah. This is where we rate the episode and stuff. Now, here are your hosts, Keith and Mike. What the hell are the oopsies? Well, they're a fake award show, but let me tell you the prestige of an oopsie is not fake. Could change your career. Could change the trajectory of your career. Absolutely. Absolutely. As long as that trajectory is a parallelogram. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to start off the career changing awards with... Ah, a most valuable lawyer. Well, there's a case to be made for each and every one of the Avengers this week. Yeah. But I'm going to say that it started with an incredible strategy laid out by Lindsay. Mm -hmm. And it was closed by an incredible leap of detective work by Lindsay to 
basically figure out the plot of this giant conspiracy in real time in front of the jury and accuse the victim, which isn't a plan B. She plan A'd her. I don't right. think you can overstate, I mean, that directly let, forget the rest of the case presented, that directly led to the judge, Massachusetts, Judge Massachusetts, giving the direct not guilty verdict. So I think without question this week, although I was persuaded last week against it, this week, Lindsay gets the MVL. I completely agree. She crushed it. Uh, she planned it from the whole the whole time. I thought Jimmy did an amazing job, um, but she definitely, uh, yeah, she drove the bus. She made it happen, and uh, she closed like a badass. And now you have to sing uh, the song because you screw up the graphics sure as did. you were talking. Here sure we go. Did. I didn't know that I had to reset the playlist timing, even though the graphics showed we were on Best Guess Act, we were actually on MPL. I'm sorry, it's a shitty podcast, my fault. <laughs> Which brings us to... Already famous because you've been on TV, getting a paycheck. Watch first entry on your IMDb, way to go. But you're the best guest actor, you are the best guest actor. Best guest actor on the episode. Huh. Yeah, best guest actor. A lot of options here. A lot without of options. Without a necessarily obvious choice this time. They were all great. Sister Sister was great. Tien Tamara, played by... Drea Weber. Yes, of course. She was excellent. Look, I'm going to be honest. We saw a little bit of an arc from Massachusetts, and I know he just won the M the uh, best actor. Best uh, darn, it's happening again, Keith. Oh God, that's so I'm terrible. So, it's terrible, and I'm. I did it again. I, I said I fixed it, but I didn't fix it, and it got broke again. This is my shitty podcast. Me again. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will I ever fix it? I forgot I what key that was in. I don't know if I can fix it. Oh, I can! Oh, I oh can. look at that. Okay, so hopefully that'll be better now, maybe? We'll see about that. I'm ready, um, I'm ready. So I want to give it to the same guy again. To Anthony Held. I do. Yeah, okay, I, I see that. I mean, he's obviously amazing and, and takes stage so well. Um, I thought, you know, Douglas Park having to read that like crazy murder email was set up <laughs> in a really crazy place. I thought Caitlin Hopkins did a really good job, you know, revealing that she or when she got caught on the stand. Oh, also the done ADA. It. Also ADA. Uh, and Clancy Brown, Shawshank. of course, so was also great. Uh, just so many good. And Silas Weir Mitchell, like being so creepy as Anthony Brickman. But after all of that, I'm going to give mine to John Finn as Detective Henry Dokes. Uh, oh, I yeah. thought the that the the battle between he and Jimmy was so much fun, and he's you know he sort of played angry and indignant, but did it in such an understated and believable way that it made it a very satisfying scene where he he and Jimmy went at it. So that means it's time to award. You killed your podiatrist or blew the K 
case But you let a single tear run down your face You're the best actor on the show So, once again, everybody's great But I thought that (laughs) Michael Badalucco, excellent in that in those couple of scenes in the hallway where he in the elevator where he was accused of being sort of a, a fat fart, a fat fart and a hack. And then in the courtroom when he laid it, layeth the smacketh down. If you smell what Jimmy's cooking was really great. <laughs> also, Cameron, everybody uh, was hoping for your version of the rock. Cameron Mannheim was also excellent in her cross examination and examination. And, you know, Dylan also kills it every time he's on screen. But for some incredible intensity, incredible focus, laser determination, first, that scene in the courtroom where clearly she, she memorized all those lines, but was able to perform those last that last scene as if she was discovering it in real time is excellent. Right. Her cap on her emotion at the very end, bringing it right to the point, but but not breaching the walls. Not I just spilling think Kelly, them tears. Kelly Williams, the rare back-to-back, week-to-week, oopsie-doopsie yeah. is my best actor for this week. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I you got to give me my one shot. Oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Come on now. Uh, obviously, Kelly Williams, best actor. But I'm going to use my time. <laughs> now, you mentioned earlier that you were on, a, uh, on that TV show playing the hacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you filmed in your home, and uh, possibly our uh, assistant oh, no. uh, manager, office manager, uh, might have texted me this very important picture of you <laughs> filming that in your shorts in your living room that you are still in. So, guys, you're welcome. See, me being in my boxers for that is funny, but what's even funnier is I didn't couldn't get the camera to the correct eye level. This is before I had all this quote-unquote tech. So yes, my laptop is sitting on top of a basket that's being propped up by a roll of 12 toilet papers. We'll put that on the Instagram, Keith. We'll put that on the Instagram. So that is my best actor for the day. Well, okay. it, wait, that's going to get the actual... <laughs> do I get no. the award? Do I win an oopsie? <laughs> Mike sitting pantsless on toilet paper does not get an oopsie. Oh, man, I thought it was my first one. <laughs> Kelly Williams. Uh, you know what? I I uh I have an idea that for the Tom Brady award for being Tom Brady. Now, I know that uh frequently you choose the Tom Brady award for being Tom Brady. So we're going to give it to you this week, but before we do that, I don't know okay. where you're going with this. Before we do that, we did say that from now on for our YouTube watchers, we're going to show last week's in case you're not subscribed on Instagram, though you should be. Follow us at Out of Practice Podcast. Yes. Last week, the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady went to you're a bad boy, so you have to go back to phase one from phase two, Tom Brady, Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. But this week, we're going to go a different way, aren't we, Keith? We are. We are. We are going to give the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady to Tom Brady filming a TV show in his boxers held up by toilet paper, Tom Brady. So wow. congratulations, Tom. <laughs> uh, Tom uh, sitting on, filming a TV show on his laptop with his boxers 
On a bunch of toilet paper, Tom Brady wins the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. I forgot to give claps to everybody, but but there it is. So look out for that on the Instagram this week. Wow, that's really funny. Okay, it is now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. I don't need to introduce this one. Explain yourself. This episode gets. I really liked this. I really liked. I liked the case because I knew some kind of a twist was coming, but they didn't. It felt earned. I thought the case we st- before we just had a wild twist. We still presented a really compelling case despite all the odds against us. Not only was that compelling, but the sort of personal dramas between some of the LA characters versus our team was really compelling. And we sort of got that rocky. We got knocked down a few times, then we got back up and we threw a couple of haymakers. We got that itch scratched. Kelly Williams, the discovery of the twist felt earned. They had plotted a lot of those plot beats. They had a couple of red herrings. I just thought it was really great. The acting was excellent. The pacing was excellent. This is one of my top episodes, Keith. One yeah. of my top episodes. I'm going to give it. Are you ready? I'm ready. 9.5 spare Woo! tires. 9.5 spare tires for Hammerhead really Sharks. I would watch this again. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, as a as like, like twenty a, years from now, I'd watch like this a package again. unit. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. Uh, I have I have two two complaints. Okay. Um, that it's gonna lose half a point for not bringing in uh, Rebecca and uh, and Eugene because I feel like. What I was hoping for was that right at the last second, we're like, oh, God, we're done, whatever. Let's bring in Rebecca and Eugene, and they come in and hammer the the finale. I would have mm-hmm. liked to have seen that. Um, I understand why they didn't. There just wasn't enough time. There was It was just too much to introdu- to throw at one case, too many characters to introduce to a new audience. Um, in fact, I think... Uh, the uh, our our friend at the the practice Instagram and and Facebook pointed out that this was the first episode that they had seen in real life when it aired. So that this this back to back was their introduction into the practice. So oh. I understand you want to you want to you have to sort of keep it a little bit contained. Um, but I would have loved to have seen that. My other question is, uh, I got the hammerhead part. Where's my shark? I would yeah. really like to have seen somebody jump a shark on some water skis. Uh, well, the podcast jumped a shark for sure, so that might have really evened out. I, in order to jump the shark, you have to be good to begin with okay. and then lose it. We we have lost nothing because we've achieved nothing. I think that's that's wow. how I've lived my entire life. Mm-hmm. I'm we clearly free. don't know geometry. We proved that this week. <laughs> yeah, I need to get back on the ROM bus. All right. I am going to give this nine spare tires, which brings wow, us 9. up to 9.25. That is pretty darn good. Well, wow. thank you for sticking with us for the double first double header episode of The Practice. 
If you would like to join the conversation, please email us at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. We're on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Out of Practice. We also are on the YouTubes now, so search us on the YouTubes and you can see what I look like giving this spiel right this very minute. You can join the jury by leaving a rating and review at, uh, on Apple Podcasts or any other service. Just send us an email and let us know it's there. We will read you and welcome you to the jury. Now it's your turn to talk. As always, you can donate to the show in one of two ways, one-time donation or a monthly contribution. You can find the appropriate links to do so in our show notes. We thank all of our current and future sponsors for helping us keep the show going. Also, remember, despite its flaws, this is our country, and we do still hold the power to craft its future. Support the ACLU or and other civil liberty organizations. Donate to and amplify the voices of leaders and candidates that champion the causes you support, and most importantly, vote. So... Friends, happy 4th of July from the Out of Practice podcast. Load up your muskets, don't throw away your shot, and fire off some 4th of July laser sounds. Laser sounds. We said it too early. Now what do we do?